Hello, mortals. We are your Valkyries, Miss Darby and Miss Charlie. And we are two space babes role-playing as sexy newscasters. Just like you, you nasty girl. We will be discussing our experiences and opinions on sex work art and the erotic taboo counterculture we can't stop talking about. We are currently recording and transmitting this episode from our opulent spaceship of fiendish fun. Welcome to the Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underage, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. Have you heard about what is going on with Pornhub in Utah? No. So, in Utah, they passed a bill where um, Pornhub has to, like, they can get sued if they don't have people put in, like, ID information to access porn so that they can verify that there's no underage viewers. Oh. Which means that anytime somebody goes to Pornhub, they have to put in, like, their driver's license or state ID. So, first of all, you can see why that might create some issues. As a reaction, Pornhub decided to take it into their own hands. And so after the bill was passed that they could get sued for any underage persons getting on without being, like, age verified, um, any Utahn who tried to sign into Pornhub was blocked with a PSA explaining why it was problematic and it was unconstitutional to require people to put in their personal information. And so Pornhub has blocked the state of Utah from their content. Wow. I know. Pretty crazy. Okay, but do you feel, all right. I agree that it's problematic that people shouldn't put their driver's license and like personal information into like a porn site. Right. I mean, even for security purposes, like, I don't know. No, but then, yeah. Also though. And I do agree that like a lot of bills and like legislation that goes in the sex work, like realm oftentimes has children attached to it, whether to protect children from sex trafficking or protect children from viewing porn or being in porn. And they're, and like, that's a complicated issue. And like, I mean, neither of us are experts on all that, but that's usually like the the machine that the bill gets like pushed into, but it actually negatively impacts like all the adult sex workers that are like working within like, you know, so I think that's also fucked up. But like, I do also kind of see like the benefit. It's like, well, kids have a lot of access to like a lot of totally stuff and like yeah. i don't think that underage kids should have access to pornhub no i agree and so it's, it's it's interesting because so the person who's kind of like speaking for pornhub is uh one of their female performers her name's is uh Cherie deville and she's mm-hmm. actually the one whose psa you see when you try to enter and so she's okay. kind of been like the spokesperson um she Uh, does like a lot of different types of advocate work in general. So she's already like 
really good at speaking publicly and discussing these issues and uh, is kind of already familiar with a lot of these like legal processes. And um, she wrote an article for Rolling Stones magazine. And she talked about how she agrees that she does not want to see or she does not want underage kids looking at her content. She's like, that makes me extremely uncomfortable. And any porn star I know is also uncomfortable with the idea. Like we don't want underage people because the content that we're making is very mature and taken out of context of like an adult brain can be actually like really harmful. You know, like kids don't always understand um, consent or that these are two adults who are role-playing a part, you know, it's really important that it is an adult watching the content. But that being said, this is not the way to go about it. Like, she's like, I wish there would have, there was another way, because right now what you're doing is actually creating a riskier environment, which is something that we've talked about with like, you know, FOSTA-SESTA, when you close mm-hmm. a door, what you're actually doing is you're forcing more dangerous doors open. So now, mm-hmm. because Pornhub that has a lot of different, now it has a lot of like more specific rules and regulations for its performers, um, is not allowing any viewership coming in from Utahns. So that means that people who want to see porn are going to be forced to go to sites that don't have those regulations. You know, that they're is it, supporting. What about OnlyFans? I don't know. I don't know about OnlyFans. I okay, don't know. I, was just I just know that it was Pornhub uh, mm-hmm. that, that did this. And Which is like a side that everybody knows and everybody like would be like, yes. okay, that's where you're going to be able to do this. And they're making sure their content to a degree, right, is safer for their performers. They're only taking yes. certain things. And so now you're saying it's pushing everybody to like sites that are going to be Maybe even with like with really fucking dark shit. Right, right. Like um, I was reading, you know, in one of the articles um, was that Pornhub used to not vet their content as much and they would get stuff of kids who are like underage porn and things that were non-consensual. But as they grew, they obviously really had to crack down and now they have a much more strict code of, mm-hmm. you know, like what they're taking in, what their performers how they're being treated, you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, you know, by not giving access, first of all, one of the the complaints was younger generations know how to use like VPNs to get around certain things and older generations don't. Like the dark so you're, web. You're not banning kids from accessing Pornhub. They can still figure out ways around to say like, oh, I'm not in Utah, I'm in Washington. I'm Mm -hmm. in another state that this is not an issue, which is pretty much any other state. Um, So it's kids are still getting access and adults are the ones who can't get access. They're also talking about, you know, kids are irrational. They're probably, they could probably just take their parents stuff and get in. So they're, you're not really blocking anything. You're just making it more difficult instead of like addressing the issue, which is like, how do we create a safer environment for kids and pornography to like coexist like how can we create like safer boundaries and guidelines like within devices to Mm -hmm. ban adult content like do kids need phones and computers that you know 
already have something built in where there's like that that like built in um you know child safety versus going and just saying like everybody needs to put their ID in because also a lot of a lot of adults feel unsafe with that like there the Utah's whole thing is like we ask for IDs when you're buying alcohol and tobacco so I don't understand why we can't ask for an ID when you're buying porn well the difference is when you're buying porn you're not showing up to a store and flashing your ID there and they look at it and say okay you can buy it you're putting it into an online database mm-hmm. where that could be leaked your name is now associated with a list of things that you've watched and that can be a really dangerous thing that can be used for blackmail or or just make people feel uncomfortable and yeah. that alone could force people to want to find alternative sources to like watch porn. So I just thought this was a great one I mean, for us to talk about because there is, it's not a straightforward solution, right? There's, you can see it from why banning porn from young viewers is a good thing, but how they're doing it is wrong. Very similar to how like Fosta Sesta wants to like protect you know, trafficked people, but the way they're going about it, you're like, is this really helping the situation or is this just creating a, a more complex situation? Yeah. That's like, you know, so. I don't know. Cause I mean, like, I guess back in the day before the internet or even, you know, before internet was like so good, it's like you would go to your local porn shop and it'd be just mm-hmm. like you said, just at the liquor store, you'd show your ID before you were allowed past the black curtain. Right. You could go in there and buy videos and do whatever. And now, yeah, like they want an ID. I don't know. I mean, it's hard also, I think, because I don't watch porn. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, whatever mm-hmm. changes my life like zero like if I was a Utah resident it would be like well I don't watch porn anyways and like I have a hard time when people like when porn's like super important to people I guess like consumers I just think like don't you already have like enough and they're just like enough like you have enough I don't know but that's not fair and I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum because like if you love porn and you want to consume like all the things then you should be allowed to do so totally as a consenting adult but I guess I don't know, like, did any of the articles you looked into suggest like another workaround? Because like, okay, ideally, yes, in a perfect world. And as someone like, I'm not a parent, but I one day want to be a parent, I guess. I think all the time about like, mm-hmm. what would be the things that would matter to me with my kids and like technology. And like, yes, I don't want my kids to have TVs in their rooms, to have their own personal phones, to have their own personal laptops, really probably until they're 18. Or to have like so many parental blocks on those things that they wouldn't have access to sites like Pornhub. Like, I don't understand. And I agree with you. Like, why is as a teenager have the same type of phone that I have where like I can Google porn on my phone? They shouldn't be even allowed to access that type of information the same way that like there's like there's legislation that they're talking about also doing based off of I just listened to a podcast on NPR about social media and teenagers. And how it's like causing like depression, how suicides are mm-hmm. up, how mental illness is like high, how ADHD is high, like how all these things are higher and they believe that it's linked to social media and like having this your, your phone constantly being attached to you. So they're talking about like potential legislation that would like prevent kids of a certain age 
having cell phones that like are mm-hmm. the same as like, you know, you're an iPhone, your, your phone and my phone. So they're talking about like the teens and young children in technological or technology spaces. I don't even know the right way to say it, but it is hard because just like you said, I mean, even myself, like someone that's a generation younger than I am or two generations is going to know a lot mm-hmm. about technology that I am not going to know. And parental blocks exist now, but yeah, when you're a kid, you figure out ways around it because there is information. And mm-hmm. once someone says, Oh, I know how to do this. It gets around to friends of friends and schools and po- right. gets posted and this and that. And like, I don't know how much you can really control your kids seeing. I mean, I never stumbled across porn until I was older, but that that's because I didn't want to. I wasn't mm-hmm. curious about that as like a teenager. I'm honestly mm-hmm. really not that curious about it now. Yeah. Like I feel like in real life, I see a lot of like buttholes and vaginas and like I've seen enough penises. Like, I don't know. I just kind of feel like I've, I just don't, I've never been curious about it. I'm so curious about so many other things in like the sex umbrella under the sex umbrella but it's never it's really not porn i'm more i guess the only time i watch porn now is like if it's someone that i know makes porn i'm kind of like curious like oh that's interesting like to imagine them in that space and then like okay i'll watch like five seconds and i'm like oh wow that's really interesting i guess but i don't know so if anybody's done as a kid i don't know i guess i'm talking in circles like did you have that experience as a kid like were you curious did you like look up yeah, no, I don't know. No. You and I are like but, so funny that we do what we do now. Because I know. Like, as teenagers, we were like, ah, don't look at my body and I don't want to yeah. look at your body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but I do know that like, okay. So I think it can be educational depending. It's hard because I think that porn, there can be elements that can be super educational, right? Like, mm, totally. like you're talking about like, you know, like the first time giving like a hand job and like being able to find that content and to like learn about it. And it's not necessarily porn, but it's pornographic. Yeah. Like it was, a, it was, yeah, exactly. It was a, it was a lady on YouTube. Yes. With like fake dildos. Yeah. But explaining. Yes, I agree. But I think that that is another concern is that there is this band that's going out for like, like mature content and like mm. not knowing where that mature content ban will end. And while yeah. I agree that there are certain things that kids don't need to see, there's also like a certain amount of like exploration that kids have access to like educationally. And mm-hmm. like while I know that I as a parent won't be afraid to like have those conversations with my kids, there'll be times where they don't want to ask. And there's yeah. also, I don't know how every other parent is involved, like involved in their kids' like sexual mm-hmm. like education and so I think that there is a certain level of like it's hard that we live in a society where there's such mixed feelings about sexuality and sex education like it'd be nice Mm -hmm. if sex education could really be a separate thing that kids have access to where it's like if you want to learn about bodies and pleasure and how to do these things in a way that's comfortable and feels good so that you know what the fuck you're doing there's that access So you don't feel so like out of left field, like trying to go Mm -hmm. into everything. And obviously there's still like, you would prefer that kids are looking at that when they're like 17, 18 years old. That's, you know, but that's not always the case. And it's hard because then you're trying to control, you're trying to control people and how they interact. 
And um, the the bill, I have it pulled up, uh, is like there's parts that like part of the bill that relates to like specific things like, you know, if if it involved like genitals or nipples or anuses or anything like that, like specific body parts. But then there's also a part of the bill that refers to um, it's called purient interest. And it I looked it up and it just means like things pertaining to sexuality. And so like, that's like, I think that that's like a harder, it's really broad. It's a harder thing to like narrow down. And I think that in the same way that there's been other fears around um, laws around sexuality is that depending on what people decide is okay or not okay, those, those restrictions can get tighter or looser, you mm -hmm. know? And I mean, that, that's what I wish. I wish that there was a safer way to have sexual education because I don't mm -hmm. think that kids need like a full range of content um I work with somebody who knows somebody who has a teenager and for their sexual education at the age of like 13 they bought them a premium Pornhub like um what do you call it like subscription mm -hmm. and I just think that a 13 year old does not need that. Like that's so much going into their brain. There's so many things like. Is it a girl or a boy? They're their kid. A boy. See, I wonder if they would do that for their girl. I don't, I don't know, but I also think I'm that curious. like, I just think that I don't think that that's the way I would want to introduce my kids to the idea of sex. No, because is, porn is not, is not the way that sex is happening all the time like 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 especially because most of it is like about male gratification i mean we could get into like all of that right, right. like at a different time but it's like the way someone has sex with another person yeah. for porn is not the way that you have sex with somebody in real life and yeah. like the things that they're gonna find like there is and i have not seen it but i have heard guys i've dated talk about how like they saw things when they were kids looking up porn that they wish they hadn't seen. And that was from sites like Pornhub. And it doesn't mean that it was like illegal, but it like made them uncomfortable or scarred them or whatever. Like, I don't want, I can't imagine a 13 year old boy looking up and eventually finding his way to like forced blow jobs or like um, rape scenarios. And like all of those things are totally fine for a consenting adult to be interested in. But as a 13 year old whose mind is still developing, looking at violence and sex together, I mean, mm -hmm. that's like, they link a lot of porn to, to like, like violent porn to like violent sex acts. Like, I mean, when you talk about like people who become like sexual sadists and like serial killers who are like sexually motivated, like so oftentimes they're like, oh, their parent was showing them or the person who groomed them was showing them violent porn. Yeah. From the time they were like eight, yeah. 10, 12. It's like, and I don't, right. that's it is, crazy It is very to me. different as an adult with a developed brain to be like, mm -hmm. oh, I want to play out this scenario in a safe environment with a consenting adult because we're finding gratification in role reversal. Like that exactly. is a very different mindset than like a mm -hmm. kid who has no context, like, experiencing something that's extremely shocking you know that they're going yeah. from like 
zero experience to like the other side of the scale. And they had their frontal lobe isn't even developed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I like, so did any of the articles that you read though, did they like offer a different solution? Like what would be? No, the, the only thing yeah. that uh, I saw was that they said that they, that we should be working on products for kids that already have mm. things installed within them. You know, like there, there are phones already made for kids, you know, like I, I think there's like that Ryan Reynolds ad for like family phones mm. and it's essentially so like you can just like get in contact with their, your kids. Maybe that's like the wrong product, but I think it's something like that. And then they're just like simple little devices and they don't have the ability to do much else than like save a couple numbers. And it's just so that you have more access because we do live in an age where like you just have to be able to like we don't have you know payphones payphones we don't have pagers anymore like you there is certain things like as technology evolves like we have to evolve with it but i think we have to have products that are appropriate for the age group like a small kid does not need full access to everything on the internet well it's i don't think that much when, out like, there when when technology like it moves so quickly and i don't yeah. think that like people really understood like what the internet was going to be and like they to imagine what we have now even like you know you and I grew up without like when the internet didn't exist we were there when like people got computers in their homes yeah like and we remember it was black and white and a little birdie like I mean all that stuff and like dial up and everything yeah but like I think it's like I don't think that like the technology was understood 100% like what it was going to be and so when all these products were happening it's like you can't even like it wasn't even it wasn't like a thought to be like oh wait is this like too much for you know children is this too much for teens because it was just going 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 mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. it's like okay so here we are and now we've kind of created a monster and we're trying to backpedal to yeah. to get to like a better place and i do personally think and this is a judgment that it happens with parents. It's like parents don't want to have those conversations with their kids. My parents certainly did not want to talk about sex with me. Yeah. Like parents don't want to talk about real actual sex education because they're afraid their kids are going to start having sex and jokes on you. Yeah, you're right. They are. And they're going to do it whether or not you guys talk about it. They'll just be less informed. They, they, they want to just trust. Exactly. And they just want to trust that the school system is going to take care of that for them. They should be having those discussions in the home. The same thing applies to technology. You can't Mm. assume that the government or the school is going to be in charge of protecting your child. It's like you should be the one. You are the front line of protecting them and you have Mm. to be the bad guy. So, yeah, it might be inconvenient that your teenager doesn't have a phone with Internet. It might be inconvenient that you have to be in the same room with them while they're using the computer for school. But too fucking bad. You had a fucking kid in the 21st century. So you can't complain that they're looking at buttholes online if they have their own computer in their room and you don't and you're not yeah. doing anything about it. Yeah. I don't know. That's what makes me angry because it's like you shouldn't we shouldn't need legislation like this. Like stuff's going to happen. Kids are going to see porn like it's going to happen. It just will. But like people should be I mean, and maybe that's coming from a privileged place. Like I understand if you're a single parent and there's different situations where like you can't always be there. But I do feel like it does seem like the burden of those types of things fall to like the government and school systems when it should really be happening like more so in the home. Yeah. And that's my rant about that. 
No, I mean, I, I agree. I think we have a, a <laughs> lot of similarities in our ways of thinking about parenting. Um, but, but I agree. And, uh, it, it is, it is interesting to think about like, there, there is such a divide right now between kind of like conservative and progressive. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is definitely, um, like Utah has had this war against porn for like a while now. And mm-hmm. like, they've had like posters up in different legislation trying to like do different things within like the porn industry and discouraging people from watching porn. So I don't know. I just think that that's interesting that it's starting in Utah and just to see like, if this is the beginning of a movement that starts to spread through like other conservative states, or if this is like a pivot point where they're like, Oh, we need to figure out a different way to address this because this is not uh, effective. <laughs> well, I did see on an NPR article, because I looked it up while you were talking about mm-hmm. it, it does say that the Free Speech Coalition, which mm-hmm. is an organization for the adult entertainment industry, did file a lawsuit, and it that this, um, that this law restricts freedom of speech and information by not allowing people to access the sites without handing over personal data. And I guess there's like a Supreme Court ruling from 1997 ruling that age verification requirements like the one instituted in Utah are unconstitutional so long as there are less intrusive methods such as device level internet filters. Um, so I don't know. It, it says that like, according to the person that it looks like it is, his name is Mike Stabile, that mm-hmm. they're going to have to defend this law and that they're, and that this person, he is saying that they're going to lose and it's going to cost Utah um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's a pointless exercise in like yeah. restriction. So we'll just have to like kind of see what comes of it. Um, Cause I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it's going to end up. I could definitely see, cause I feel like for sure, like the far right is so concerned with the sexualization of children. I mean, we're seeing yes. that with the whole like drag queen shenanigans yes yes like they're and just that's like, what i was thinking they have like, an agenda this this could apply to that as well right if you're talking about sexual content and yeah and it's weird because it's like you'd think that we're all trying to make children sexy by like 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 Pornhub and drag queens are just like let's make children sexy it's like no you're actually making your own children sexy by putting them in bikinis and making them into like online child stars that's what and, i uh, always make say them into like, pageant queens that's, that's fucking I, weird i think pageantry is so much stranger and here's my opinion and this is not from research or anything this is just shooting from the hip is i i think that there should be if you're going to say that that like um gender reassignment surgery is illegal then all elective surgery for children should be illegal because you know that there's parents who are getting boob jobs for their 17 year old kids and you know that there's people who are getting nose jobs for their children and I just I think when you're just targeting one group you're ignoring the fact that we've normalized this in heterosexual culture for so long sexualization body Mm -hmm. modification like those types of things have been going on forever and like now that you know it seems like we're we're turning our eye on to like queer culture and being like oh but now it's coming to like destroy our children it's like exactly like I I remember knowing this little girl who did pageants and she would get a spray tan she had fake teeth fake hair fake nails and she would like dance around in a bikini and she was like seven and I thought this is really fucked up and weird but this is seen as like Americana you know? Yeah. But god forbid somebody goes to a drag brunch you know I just I don't understand how there's 
it's like, how can there such a clear line be cut where one is okay and one is like destructive to the minds of, of the youth, you know? And how is, oh, yeah. how is, you know, doing body modifications and plastic surgery to like a young girl any different than, than gender reassignment surgery from, from like a, if you're just purely looking from like the standpoint of like altering yeah, mean, a child's body. If you're not putting God in the mix. Exactly. If you're not putting God yeah. in the mix and you're just <laughs> purely looking at like, oh, you're you're changing a child forever based off of some sort of like identity that they want to pursue. Or that you like, want them to pursue. Or you want them because, to pursue because that's a huge part of it is like what the parents yeah. are putting on their kids and on both on both sides. On both like, sides. I, Exactly. Cause like, yes. we know that they both exist on both ways, but that's the whole thing is like, I mean, and we could talk about our crazy For political that, climate in America. Million, yeah. But it's like years. the two extremes are meeting and they just don't realize that they're like meeting and they're right there. And it's like, when you're talking to somebody who wants to restrict, it's like, you realize that, that like, just like you said, it's like, this is in the same place. If your yeah. 12 year old girl wears fake eyelashes and gets her teeth whitened and wears tons of makeup, well, the 12 year old boy that wants to do that too, it's the same shit. It's the same shit. It's the exact so, same shit. Yeah. And no one's trying to make your kid sexy, but you and pedophiles, people yeah. that are into pageantry. So it's just yeah. like, I mean, we've talked about this with like our history of belly dancing in the past. It's like when we would watch, like they'd have like the kids' classes at the dance shows that we would do. And they're like, oh, it's a bunch of like eight year old girls. And look, they're doing belly dancing. And it was so gross because you're like, they should not be like, I don't mind eight-year-old girls going to a belly dance class and they learn like moves for kids and they have fun with pretty scarves and they get yes. to dance and and move. And like, yeah. I think all that's great. They should not be on stage. They should not be in a woman's belly dance outfit and they should not be doing like undulations and like shaking their butts. Like, no, do all that, that do all the traditional weird moves, you know, where it's all the folkloric, where it's like, and now we turn our head from side to side. And now we spin exactly. in a circle. And now we go to the ground. And we're all wearing long floor leg dresses, you know? Yeah. I, I think the same thing about um, kids and pole. Because I have a lot of mixed feelings about kids and pole. Because I know that there's sometimes where like kid and like pole competitions, it can be more like gymnastics. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes it can be more like exotic. And that's a thing that like, I don't think that there needs to be a ban on something, but you just hope that parents understand that there is a clear difference because you're mm -hmm. like, to teach a child how to do pole doesn't necessarily mean anything bad. It's how you approach it. If you're doing it like, this is like gymnastics, we're going to approach it like gymnastics, we're going to do the exact same thing you do in gymnastics. This is an adult form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. We're not going to, approach that if you would one day want to do that you can because I know I know kids or I know like some of my teachers who teach children's pole and it is a very athletic base but I remember mm -hmm. I used to be like really freaked out by it because I was like that is not okay like this is an adult sport but it, once again it's all about how you approach it mm -hmm. if you don't approach it like a sexual thing it doesn't have to be that you know yeah it's like I agree. normal gymnastics have floor routines. That mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, like it's, it's the same thing. And it's, it's, it's an act of strength. It's an act of like precision. It has nothing to do with sexuality, but 
there's only so much you can do when a parent has like free will, right? Yeah, but that's the point, right? That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for our little segment, our little news segment. Um, everybody might have already known about this, but I think this is very fascinating and opens up a much, much wider discussion that we just barely touched on as mm, far as... And we'll keep you guys in the loop, too. Like, we'll do an update when we hear more about, like, what's going on and what decisions were yeah. made. In the meantime, to soothe your aching loins, you can find us on Instagram at Babes of Valhalla. If you'd like to email us with an anecdote for an upcoming episode, check out our social media for the themes we are currently researching and send your comments and stories to babesofvalhalla at gmail.com or go to our website, babesofvalhalla.com, where you can also find a little submit section um, as well as a merchandise section and a whole list of all of our episodes. But go buy some cute merch because uh, it helps us out and we love it. And if you want to just donate, there's also like a donate link too. We always appreciate it because um, all that just goes to keeping the podcast going. And yeah, until next time, stay nasty. nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.